Alright, welcome back to another episode of Riding the Wall Podcast. I'm Chad. And I'm Justin. And we're going to talk about Martinsville today. I thought we were going to get out of talking about penalties, but uh, surprise, surprise. Here we are, the last, Yeah, within the last couple of hours I've seen that there's been some penalties from Martinsville, so we might talk a little bit about that. And uh, look ahead to Dega. And then our league standings. So, before we get into that... I had already had this plan laid out of what we was going to talk about because, you know, I, I didn't see this being a really long episode like our past couple, two or three have been. But um, so I, I wanted to just give a big thank you to everyone who's listening, um, no matter where you're at, who you are, guy, girl, whatever, it don't matter. Um, I just wanted to say thank you for everyone, um, you know. Me and Justin kind of started this podcast on a whim. Um, like we said in the very first episode, we're not we're not involved in NASCAR. We're just race fans, friends, and we love talking about NASCAR. We yes. love talking about racing. Mm-hmm. We, we love telling stories. We love laughing, mm-hmm. and that's what that's what that's what it's all about. Yes, and I just wanted to take this time to just say thank you to everybody I've uh, we've gotten a lot of of positive feedback um, a lot of good support and uh, I just wanted to say thank you for that so um, and you know along with that we got a website I never would have thought we would had a website but we've got a website now you can see our league standings up up to date on that and by God he's got it figured out to where <laughs> The standings update like 10 minutes after the checker flag. And that's, yeah, it's pretty nice. That's awesome. So a big thank you to my son, Eric, for that again. Absolutely. Um, and he's working on, just a heads up for everybody that's in the league, um, he's working on a spreadsheet so we can kind of keep track of what we've picked in the past. And uh, that way you know if you've if you've picked somebody twice already. You know, you gotta, you kind of have that visual... Um, there in front of your face to, to to see that to know what you've got and kind of strategize so but that's my uh that's my big thing a lot of times you know i get caught up in the world and i get caught up in life and everything moves so fast sometimes i forget to say thank you i forget to acknowledge you know people that have helped me along the way and whatever it is in life um so i just wanted to make sure that i slowed down for a moment and said thank you to everybody everybody and this is this is people around the world you know yeah we're, yeah. we're seeing people from the other side of the globe that's yeah. listening to singapore us. belgium china china yeah yeah i mean it, it's and i mean not to mention it's like we got a bunch of california i've noticed yeah you know um all in, corners of this country right i mean indiana obviously few in kentucky mm-hmm. but yeah i mean it's a it's a great <laughs> honor to be able to do this and and just just enjoy doing something like this as uh i mean me and chad i don't know how many times we sat in the same room and had these discussions without microphones you know and and to see that other people are interested in hearing the same things that we like to talk about you know i I would love for everybody down downloads these episodes to be sitting in the room with us so we could all talk about it that'd be awesome yeah yeah i would love that um we do have a third mic, so at some point there's going to be some other people in here with us. Meet us at Hooters. We'll just fill up a restaurant and we'll talk and drink and yeah. eat some wings. I'm good with that. Yeah. Um, 
but along those lines, uh, like I said, I want to say thank you. And on the website, you can contact us at writingthewall at gmail.com. Uh, it's got a link there on the website. Just get a hold of us. Let us know um, what you like here and what you don't like here and things that we can do to improve. Um, just give us some ideas of what you might want to hear. Uh, we're all about improving, doing things a little differently from time to time to see if that uh, it works. Or, I mean, it might not. I'm I'm the kind of person that says, hey, let's give it a shot. Worst that can happen is that it don't work, right? Yep. But you don't know until you try. So, But that's my sappy few minutes there for the, to start off with is a big thank you. Um, we had a race at Martinsville. Yeah, we did. This past Sunday. I thought we were going to have a little bit more drama than what we had, but we did not. Um, short track is usually going to create some drama beating and banging on each other. Didn't well, have a whole lot of that. I had a little bit of uh, Kyle Bush and uh, who was that, Kyle? Well, Corey LaJoy. Yeah, Kyle. Corey LaJoy. Corey LaJoy, yeah. friend of the show. He's always in there in the middle of all of it. <laughs> yeah, <him laughs> I wouldn't have thought he'd be picking on Kyle Bush. No, but, <laughs> I mean, but yeah, him and Kyle, they had a little spat there for a minute. That was pretty entertaining. <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty entertaining. It didn't. You know, uh, but you don't, you know, neither one of the guys were wrong. Right. That's how I feel about it. They were doing what racers do, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't think there's going to be any held over feelings from it. Nah, you know. But they were they. Were, it was one of them things of. It happened. We beat each other up a little bit. We left it right here in Martinsville. Left it on we, the track. We probably won't talk about it till we get back to Martinsville. Right. You know? <laughs> and that's how it should be. You know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, you leave it on the track. I mean, the worst thing happens, you go, you go talk about it after the race, have a beer, and, you know, yep. each side kind of hey. says what they were thinking yeah. and what they were doing, and and then that would be the end of it, and that's kind of how it should be, like Absolutely. you said. Absolutely. Um, if, if they were all like that, I think it would be great. Um, I think the most impressive thing that I saw was actually after the race when Kyle Larson did a burnout all the way around the track. That was pretty cool. I know, in a Chevy? I mean, yeah. that, that was insane, you know? I mean, it's like, what did he do, spread some oil on the track? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just but he, kidding. He, he, did a, he did a burnout, uh, you know, the Polish victory lap backwards around the track. Yeah. He did a burnout all the way around the track. Yeah. You don't see that very often, but, you know. Hat tip to Alan Kowicki. That's right. Yep. Alan Kowicki, one of the greats. Uh, but you don't see that very often, but uh, it gave us an opportunity to for him to do something like that and it's which is pretty cool i like that that was like i said that was the most impressive thing that i've seen uh ryan priest was pretty impressive you ryan, know Stuart haas altogether was pretty yeah, impressive was, i yeah. mean i thought for sure that they were going to win that race i yep. mean at one point you had what all, all four cars all four in, the in the top, top seven ten. top seven at seven, one point yeah. yeah and most of the time three of them were in the top four yeah so i thought for sure Stuart Haas was going to finally get a yeah. win. Priest just Priest probably. I'm not. I don't know if he would have won or not, but he had a dang good chance of winning if he wouldn't have had that pit penalty. You know. Yeah. Get, I mean, it happens, but you know, them, them rookies got to got to be aware. You know, they can they can bite you. The excitement get to you. Yeah, and that was the first time that he had been running up front in the Cup Series, um, and then you get the pit stops, and he wants to keep that up front. And, you know, it's just where he hasn't done it so much. You know, he just got, I wouldn't call it a little premature acceleration, but, you know, nobody likes, nobody, it does happen to the best of us. (laughs) That's true. 
But uh, he he got a little excited, got a little bit fast coming out of the pits. They're racing a couple of other guys coming out of the pits and got him a pit pit road speeding penalty. Um, and that pretty much ruined his day. There was no recovering for him after that. Harvick won the second. Oh, Priest won the first stage. Harvick won the second stage, another Stuart Haas guy. Looks strong. And then um, we get the third stage. And it seemed like the wheels kind of fell off of it for Stuart Haas. Yeah. But, uh, well, I'll I mean, tell you what. You know, the Stuart Haas team had a, had a great weekend, really. I mean, they, they showed how strong they could be at Martinsville. Mm -hmm. But what about their daddy? Did you see that? Tony, I've seen that. He won Tony, an NHRA event there. Tony got his first national NHRA, NHRA win. Yeah. Got and his first Wally. Yeah, running four wide. I thought that's the first time I'd ever seen that. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Congratulations, just Smoke. Yeah. You deserve it. Big congrats to the hometown guy, yeah, Tony, um, putting another trophy on the shelf. Um, and that's just kind of a testament to what he can do, what he's capable of, and the talent that he has. I mean, everything that he's sat in with wheels, he can win. You know, whether it be go-karts at a young age or, or sprint cars, these World of Outlaws, is F, uh, Indy cars, you know, I mean nascar now drag racing he's he's winning at every level so that just kind of tells the talent that some of these guys have especially him um i mean you know and as a younger person you know kyle larson who won at martinsville he's like that mm -hmm. you can put him on a lawnmower oh yeah and he can drive it you know i mean it don't matter if it's got a steering wheel and it's got wheels he's gonna drive it and yeah smokes like that too mm -hmm. you know we all know that and speaking of Larson, we're going to go watch him race here in a couple of hours. Uh, he's supposed to be at Brownstown tonight. Uh, I've seen some clips on YouTube of him at Eldora last night. Didn't do so, didn't do so good. He raced, uh, you know, he's with the World of Outlaw guys. He's He raced, I think he finished like eighth. He wasn't really up front most of the time, but uh, not that I've seen anyway. But uh, maybe tonight's a different story. We'll be up there to see him. See him run that, uh, probably going into pits to get an up-close view on that car, as close as they'll let us get. Yeah, maybe talk to him a little bit. Yeah, we might talk to him the, a little bit. The, the, if the Worcester Warrior shows up over there, he might get a little one-on-one -on -one with Kyle Larson. He might. See so he can go around that track faster. Well, he, Larson might be in trouble. I know. You don't mess with the Worcester Warrior. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but Martinsville, one of the things that I saw that I... I, I it didn't surprise me, but I... It, it kind of did was uh, Hamlin and Bubba. There was a section of the race there where them two were. Bubba was bumping on him, on bumping the boss. He was straight up hitting him. Yeah. I mean, he was ramming him. And, and I know there's a lot of that. That's every car going into the turns at Martinsville. You're going to be bumping the guy in front of you. But this, I mean, he he, yeah, looked... he was using Hamlin for the break. He wasn't even slowing down, it didn't look like. And I thought, are they... You know, I didn't see them before this. Were they used to hitting each other that hard? I, I know some of these other guys were not. Well, I mean, I feel like if it would have been anybody but Bubba, and Hamlin may have pulled him aside after the race out of the media, you know, and said, hey, whatever that was out there better not ever happen again. Right. You almost you know? spun me. Right. You don't forget whose car you're driving. That's right. You know. <laughs> you can't be replaced like you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> This ain't the time. This ain't the car and That's, the time to make a point. Yeah, because Hamlin usually does really good at uh, at Martinsville. Yeah, you know, and he goes back. He'll get back at you. You know, and we all know that from the Ross oh, yeah. Chastain 
squabble over the last year. Mm-hmm. You know, if that that probably would have turned into a lot more of something if it had been Ross Chastain hitting Hamlin oh, yeah. like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Yeah, it would have. Um, but I thought, and, and nothing came of it that, that we know of, but um, I just thought that that was a little bit different for not necessarily teammates because they're not really teammates but you know boss and and car and driver you don't see that a whole lot yeah you don't really (laughs) see that a whole lot and uh he was hitting him pretty hard considering who it was that he was bumping into the back of um but all in all it was a good race it was a, a typical martinsville race it uh it was pretty good. I mean, I have no complaints. Um, we're not, we're not talking about drama on the track or green white checker or green white checkers because <laughs> I thought for sure we was gonna have maybe two or three of them because it's Martinsville. Well, yeah, and Larson got out to what like a four second lead yeah. there at the end. So I thought for sure we're gonna have one of the magical green white checkers. Yeah. Um, Found but, a hot, hot dog wrapper on the track. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But congrats to Larson. You know, it's not one of his good tracks, He and he's open about that. He, he'll tell you, I suck at Martinsville, so for him to get the win... Well, that's not always the fastest car it wins, either, and we've talked about that. It's, oh, yeah. It's about placing yourself in the right position at the end of the race mm-hmm. and having a good team around you and being somewhat good, somewhat fast. Yeah. yeah. You know. And Martinsville is one of them tricky tracks because... Larson is the kind of racer he don't like to use that brake, you know he's he's going to use the throttle to get that car around a track, and so Martinsville the type of track that that is you have to use a lot of brake, and that's just not up his alley. So um, I I think and it's just my opinion, but I think that has something to do with why that's probably not one of his better tracks. Um, he's got to use the the pedal on the left just as much as the pedal on the right. He's not really that kind of racer. So. Um, but Martinsville, like I said, we don't really have a whole lot to talk about Martinsville no. just because it was... It's in the books. It's in the books. It was a good race. Um, no bullshit. Everybody kind of minded their P's and Q's. Yeah, no bullshit happened. So, uh... Yeah, we got Dega Day coming up. We have Dega Day coming up. Sunday. What do you think is, about that? I mean, that's a national holiday right there. It should be, yeah. I mean, you know what day Dega Day's on. Mm-hmm. So, um, I love Dega Day. I mean, I wake up that morning. I'm not even joking. For, I mean, Chad knows, but anybody mm-hmm. else that's listening, I wake up that day at like eight o'clock in the morning, and I just feel great every every year. Every year, I wake up early that morning on a Sunday, and I feel fantastic. It don't matter what I did the day before. Start the I, day like a champion. Oh, put some yeah. beer in your in your uh, already, cereal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a, uh, you know, I wake up, look out there and see the grill got the cooler out there mm-hmm. you know it's it's a beautiful day and i know what's coming you know yeah so dega day is always a beautiful day oh yeah and this year it's on my birthday you know so it's hey there you better, go there you, know? you go my my plans were just to hop a plane and fly down to alabama and uber from the airport to the track uber home you never know what's gonna happen i mean you're getting ready we're getting ready to talk to larson Right. He might just have us on the, you know, down yeah. there on the pit box with him. So, you never yeah. know. Um, you think we're going to see the big one? Oh, yeah. You think yeah, so? Yeah, we'll see the big one. But, I mean, I, lo- I you know, it's always exciting. 
but I, more so than the big one, I, I love seeing these, these guys and I, and I'm not excited about the big one, you know, but I love to see three wide, 33 degree bank bumper to bumper, wide 200, open. 210 miles an hour, you know, just, I mean, just seeing how in sync these 37 or 38 drivers are out there with no no mirrors out on the outside no tail lights you know like people people don't understand when mm-hmm. i mean think about that when we're on the interstate and we're doing 70 miles an hour imagine getting on somebody's bumper two inches away from their bumper at 70 miles an hour people freak out you oh, know yeah. these guys are going 200 200 plus and yeah. they're three wide and you know 15 long mm-hmm. you know i mean it's just Somebody makes... Somebody sneezes, and it's over. Right, right. Yeah. And, I mean, just the talent that that takes. Mm-hmm. And trust in the guys around you. Man. That takes a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if you're right next to the guy that you were wanting to punch in the face yes, last week, you know, and you still have to have that trust in that guy to not screw this up, you know. Yeah. It's it's amazing to see. I mean, it's it's not... I mean, it's amazing to see... But just like you was touching on the trust that you get to have in that, in everybody around you, I mean, hell, not even around you, you could be in the twelfth row, three wide, and if you don't have no trust in that guy in second place, yeah. you're done. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> <laughs> that guy way up there that might have right. nothing you to do with you. Can't even see his car. Uh huh. He might mess it up for you. Yeah, he could. He could injure you, kill mm-hmm. you, ruin your day. You know, I mean, it, it could happen. Yeah, and it's just that's that's what I love about it is watching them cars go around there like that, those speeds. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, love it. What? Um, <clears throat> so, who do you think has a good shot of winning this race? Let's throw let's throw because this is Talladega. It's and I've tried to explain to people in, in the past that Talladega and Daytona. I mean, you might as well put names on a dartboard and just throw a dart at it because that's who might win the race. You know, yeah, it's whoever it's whoever makes it through the one or two big ones. Right. If you can, ha- you got to have a lot of luck. Yeah. I mean, I've seen eight cars finish that race before. Right. You know, there's a lot of luck involved. There's a lot of, you know, trusting a teammate that might be pushing you or you're pushing him. Um, so there's a lot of things involved that. A lot of communication. Yes. Between the manufacturers and the drivers. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you might, you know, Ryan Blaney might not be able to stand Brad Keselowski. I don't know. I'm just saying this as an example. I'm not saying these guys don't get along. Mm-hmm. But he might not be able to stand him. But when the race is on the line and Brad's pushing Ryan, he's got to be okay with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's Yeah. You don't pick your friend's. On no. this day. Sometimes Ford, 200 Chevy. miles an hour just picks it for you. Right. And Ford, Chevy, and Toyota is what picks your friends mm-hmm. on day to day. So, I mean, because you, you're you looking at these guys. You know you know they're going to pit together. All the Fords are going to come in together. All the Chevys are going to pit together. And same with the Toyotas. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you've got to have a, a lot of faith and trust and carrying on with your manufacturer teammates, whether you like them or not. Yeah. Yeah. So let's throw let's throw a handful of guys out here. Who who would be let's say five. 
Who do you think would be the top five people that could win this race? Well, Brad Keselowski, no doubt. I mean, out of the current drivers out there right now, Brad Keselowski's the Talladega man. You know, he is. He's got six wins there. He seems to always finish up front if he don't get the misfortune to get caught up in a big one. Yeah. So, I mean, Brad Keselowski, Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, those three right there are definites to me as far as coming down to who's the best at Talladega. Yeah. Um, I would, I don't know, I'd have to throw, I don't know, I'd have to think about them other two. But. I'm, I'm, those three that you mentioned are also in my list. I would also have to put um, Austin Dillon in there. He's he's fairly good at, at super speedways. Now, I mean, he's not he's not at the level of those three that you mentioned, I don't think. But he seems to do really well at Daytona. Yes, to me. Yeah, um, and I've I've picked him to win at Day, at Daytona a couple of times, and he's he's came through. He didn't win, but he 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 finished up there for me. But um, you know, you got Kyle Busch. He's a threat at any any track, and he was right there so at Daytona. Larson. Yeah, and and Bush was right there at Daytona. He mm-hmm. he probably should have won the five hundred, but uh, you got to think almost anybody on Ford, because Ford has seemed to have dominated these super speedways over the past few years. Um, they don't always get the win, but they have the dominant cars throughout the race. So, and when it comes to these super speedways, the guy in the lead, when you take the white flag, usually don't win. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, one of the guys I'm thinking may finish up there in the top five, David Gilliland, number 38. Mm-hmm. He seems to do really good at that track. I know he's not on one of the big teams, don't have a big merch hauler, nothing like that, but watch out for him. Yeah. I think, and I know HR is going to give me a hard time about this, but... Uh, I think keep an eye out on Corey LaJoy again, you know, friend yeah. of the, friend, good friend of the show. I, I really have, uh, I've got faith that he's going to finish up there. But Corey is also one of those guys that he could start the big one. You know, he, he's not afraid to bounce off of anything, whether it be the wall or another car. <laughs> well, so, but he, he does really good on right, his super speedways. Right, and you know, talking about the five at Talladega, I said Brad. Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, David Gilliland, number 38. My number five will be Hendrix Motorsports. Because, and I'm not saying a single, not not a single one of them four cars, but when them four cars get bumper to bumper, when they, when they can get it figured out, when they get nose to tail, it's hard to stop them four. Oh, yeah. You know, those four are tough, and they can they if they can get them Chevys lined up together, it's gonna be hard for anybody to catch him for. Yeah, I agree. If they can, if they can put it together, and they can hook up to each other, not let anybody break that, they're gone. They could be gone. Yeah. That until Stuart Haas pulls up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's true. But I mean, and this year has really been a Hendrix year. So I mean, it's. 
you got Byron has two wins. Larson now has two wins. Um, I'm sure Chase Elliott would have a win if had he been racing this whole year. So been far. healthy, yeah. But um, yeah, I agree. Watch out for Hendricks. You just can't count them out at any track. And Chase won there last year. You know what True. I mean. So I've seen how fast them four cars are on a super speedway, and when they when they get out there, yeah. If they if they can if they can put that. And I'm saying that. I don't mean any four Chevys on that track. I mean right. those four. Yeah. When those four Hendrick boys get lined up, they're dangerous. Yeah. I, I would have to agree with that. Um, be tough to stop them. Until Briscoe and Almarola and Harvick and Priest get up there, then then. then True. <laughs> then we're going to have a race. <laughs> but the same, the same with... Um, Blaney and Logano, you know. I mean, yeah, I was gonna say Penske might and, have something to say with and that. Roush, Fenway, mm-hmm. Keselowski, teams with Penske. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they're Ford yeah. manufacturers, obviously, but they they'll team up to get right. to the front. And that's a that's a very having Blaney and Keselowski knows to tell is a very dangerous duo. And Logano, right? You know, I mean, that's because they don't have a problem moving you out of the way to get to the front. And they, they usually don't have to. They're so fast, them three, when they get nose to tail. Yeah. I mean, they're just, they don't have to move you. They're so fast, they'll pass you high or low. Mm-hmm. That would be an interesting little race if we see uh, Hendricks out front on the inside and some Stuart Haas or something like that on mm-hmm. the outside just to see who breaks first, you know. <clears throat> that that would be interesting. Be. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think I know who you're going to say. <laughs> well, I think I think uh, Smoke might be taking a few of them to the woodshed if they break first. So I don't. Yeah, think you don't want that. You don't want that. <laughs> I don't think you're going to have to worry about them boys. But you know, it's uh, you got Chase Briscoe still racing with a broken pinky. I was going to say, let's give a shout out to Briscoe. I mean, he's had a broken finger for two weeks Iron and he's finished Man. fifth in both races. Iron Man. That's Come crazy. On. Yeah. I mean, if 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 he starts to fall off, I'm gonna break his other fingers. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? <laughs> You're not doing too good. Let's break a finger. <laughs> so, um, you know, and and Chase out there, we all know he's healing up from, you know, his accident and everything. And I mean, Martinsville—that's a hell of a race to come back on. I mean, to to be especially with a bad left leg. That's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, props to props to Chase on that. Yeah, he's he's showing his toughness right there. Um, I had something we can talk about here, which has to do with penalties again, unfortunately. Um, I seen something, like I said, just a couple of hours ago. I seen that Austin Dillon has gotten a penalty from Martinsville. And I'm going to read it to you here from the NASCAR.com. It says... NASCAR penalized the number three Cup Series team of Austin Dillon for an L1 level infraction after last weekend's race at Martinsville. The team violated the overall assembled vehicle rules related to the underwing assembly and hardware. As a result, Crew Chief Keith Rodden would be fined $75,000 and suspended for the next two points events. The team and driver also lost 60 points and five playoff points. 
So I thought for sure we wasn't going to be having to talk about penalties again. And, and along that lines, Colleague had their final appeal over the hood louvers again from Phoenix, they which seemed like ago, forever ago. Yeah, <laughs> But <clears throat> I will say I like the way NASCAR handled that one because NASCAR stepped in and said, here's what I would like to see the appeals board do. Give them back all their points. Keep the $100,000 fine and the uh, the four-week suspension of the crew chief. That way they get the same thing that Hendrick got. Yeah. That way it's keeping it fair. So I think, um, you know, got to give props to NASCAR for stepping in and doing that, even though I'm sure they didn't want to. But well, I mean, I think, I think that's the, that's what they wanted out of an appeals board was to keep things fair, whether it was good for them or not. Yeah. It, you know, at least be fair. You know what I'm saying? And that that's how you have to be, for transparency. Right, for the transparency. And that way the teams know that you're... Because if the teams don't have any faith in you, then where are you at, Right. really? The so, penalties might be harsh at times. They might be no big deal at times. But at least they're going to be fair across the board. Right. And, and for the governing body to step in and say, this is... In the uh, in the spirit of fairness, this is what needs to happen, whether they wanted to do that or not. You know, that's uh, I think that's very big of them. It's very telling that they are trying to have the transparency and keep the faith of the teams. Well, and I think they hear the fans. You yeah. Know. Oh, I yeah. Mean, they're, I'm sure NASCAR's listening right. to this right now. I mean, when Brian called. When Brian called you last week, I mean, this is exactly what you said to him. Yeah. You know, Mr. France called. Mm-hmm. We need to keep it fair yeah. down the line. Right. I mean, you Exactly. Know. You heard us on the podcast, Brian. Right. Come on. And we're going to talk about it next week, so just... Keep it straight so keep... we don't have talks. Exactly. So we, we like to talk good about NASCAR. We don't want to say what they're doing wrong. We want to say what they're getting right. We love NASCAR. We do. And, um, and they got this one right, so... Pat on the back, NASCAR. Mm-hmm. Good job. Keep good it up. Good job to them. Um, hopefully they can keep that going. Um, I don't know exactly, like I said, I'm just seeing this for Austin Dillon, so I don't know exactly what he did or what the team did. It wasn't Austin, it was the team, but um, as far as the underwing assembly. Yeah, I wonder if that'd be the hardware under the under the body, since they mentioned hardware in there, maybe, you know, what holds the wing in place i mean it could be something like that that's not even outside of the car you know i mean are they going that far in depth on these i'm sure they are um but that brings me to my question that i want to talk about for a little bit you know nascar has said when they brought this car out at the start of last year do not touch the car you will get penalized heavily if you touch this car in any way alter the parts that we're giving you right don't do it but yet we're still seeing and we didn't see that much of it last year i mean what we see denny was, hamlin and kyle bush got penalized for a piece of tape or something like that underneath the yeah the wrap at, at pocono yeah let's not talk about that but <laughs> <laughs> still sore yeah but um but we're still seeing it. it's like every week we're seeing these teams get penalized or it seems like every week we're getting penalized for something 
that they keep touching the car. So where where does or where should NASCAR draw the line? How steep do these penalties need to be to get these teams to understand? Oh, shit, I better not touch this car. I better not do that. You know, what does the penalty need to be? Well, I think we'll find out. But on the on that same note, it gonna take? on that same note, what has racing always been? You know, well, it's about finding the little thing to do to get the advantage. I'm right. not saying cheating yes. by any means. I'm not for cheating. I'm not against, I'm not for well, it's any like of the that. old saying, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Right. You but, know? you know, it's it's one of the things about finding that little edge over mm-hmm. everybody else. Mm-hmm. What what can we get away with? I mean, these NASCAR teams are like our kids. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're going to they're going to push us. They're going to try us. Mm-hmm. And they're going to see what they can get away with yeah. until we jerk them into the room and beat their ass, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm not, don't carry that too far. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody in the media out there that I don't be my kids, love them. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. Right. It's about finding those little tiny advantages, you know? And, and, well, and that's the beauty of our sport and it always has been. Right. And that's, you got to try, and, but not. I don't know where you go well, any further. I'm know? thinking it, it depends on how serious NASCAR wants to be. All right, now that we got the guard dog settled down a little bit. Um, <clears throat> for me, it's how far does NASCAR want to take these penalties? How serious do you want to get with enforcing this don't touch the car? Um, because in my mind, and like I said, it's always been, this sport has always been about finding that little bit whether that's in the engine, whether that's in the handling, whether that's in um, anything, spoiler, yeah. where whatever, the aerodynamics of this car. But now, and because we've never had a car like this, you know, you bring your car, they check it out. If they say it's good, it's good. Hey, you might have got, gotten away with 10 different things on this car that they didn't catch, but uh, you're running a car that you built. You've got all these little secrets in this car. And they don't know about it. And every team has that. Well, now, basically, the car is given to the teams. Slap your motor in it. Slap your, you know, your suspension parts in it and bring it to the race. Don't touch it, though. Don't alter it in any way. So it's it's kind of like a learning curve. Now, now all of a sudden, you've, you've allowed... It's kind of like the teacher in the, in the school you've allowed these kids to get away with so much stuff and now all of a sudden you're going to really start coming down policing hard with it. your yeah you're going to start policing it really hard so now the kids are a little bit uh, they're a little confused this is how we've always done things right, and but, now it's different right but i'm glad at least that if they now that they've started something like this they started it with started it with a new gen car yeah. you know what i'm saying they didn't do it in the middle of a phase Right. With, with a certain gen car, you know, they started at the beginning and said, but I'm sure these team owners, these crew chiefs, these drivers, they all knew about it long before everybody else did that, hey, when this next gen car comes out, zero bullshit. Yeah. It ain't happening. Mm-hmm. You know, so do what you want to do, but we're not allowing, it's zero tolerance. Yes. You know, and... And I think that's good. I mean, they they can't go back in time and change things, you know. Yeah, but. they they can't go back in time. And and the reason for this car is 
to bring to make a level playing field for everyone you know make it. that way the colleagues of the world or the uh, woods brothers the woods brothers can keep up with the hendrix and the Penske. Right. It's, it's a lot about the driver yeah and and at this level you're not going to get a lot of differences in those drivers you know obviously it's going to be experience it's going to show up you know a wise man once said the cream's always going to rise to the top oh yeah and uh and and I I'm a firm believer of that and and we're gonna see that but but it's it's just a way for the teams to be able the smaller teams that can't afford these half a million dollar engines or whatever these engines cost they can't afford these things so they're putting out the best product that they can while these other teams like a Hendrix or a Penske or or a Roush at the time could could just put in a, a half a million dollar engine and just outrun these guys. So we're we're bringing the level the playing field up to level for everyone, but now it's don't touch it. Well, they're gonna touch it because that's what they do. You know, they're gonna tweak this or they're gonna turn that a little bit, and they're going to try to find that little bit of advantage. And and they've like, got to. And they have to, yes, because if these cars are so even, you gotta find that little bit of something but somewhere. But to me, to me. These penalties and these fines are going to make them better at it. You know what I'm saying? Better right. at getting away with it. Because, <laughs> right. I mean, if it's going to cost me a hundred grand every time I get my hand slapped, boys, you better hide that shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. You better hide it really good. Exactly. And I don't want to see these guys detour away from the creativeness. The creativeness. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. You know, but if NASCAR, if, you know, NASCAR's going to find, find them for it, then that's the chance they take yeah you know but you also have you know i say with demolition derbies you know i've been to a million of the demo derbies and i know how a lot of them guys operate you know i mean when they pull up for pre-race inspection mm-hmm. you know they start nailing them on all, all this little stuff right there right there at the inspection booth you know and these guys make the misdemeanors obvious so they get away with the felonies. You know right. what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You pointed out eight things on my car, but they're all little shit. It's all stuff I can cut off and yeah, stuff Yeah, I'll, like I'll go fix that here in right. 10 Yeah, minutes. no problem, but yeah. I got you. Yeah. But you didn't realize what, you know, the big problem, the, the, the felony I got hit under there, you know what I mean? Right, they stopped looking after right. a while. You know? <laughs> We've been hard enough on him, you know? Yeah, that's true. But so, uh, what's what do you think is the answer to that as far as stopping these teams from? You won't stop them if they're good teams. You won't stop them. They've got to be able to. They've got to be able to try to get that edge. But Other, I think NASCAR is saying don't touch it. So how do you get that edge? Keep trying. You know, I mean, there's they're going to find something. Yes. If you're looking at it, something. if you're looking at it, and this is my opinion, if you're looking at it from the racer standpoint and the team standpoint, they're going to continue to try. I mean, how how did they get away with a piece of tape under the wrap? You know what I'm saying? How did I mean it was, was it even three times? Right. Yeah. You know. So, I mean, what? How far are these guys going to go? You got some brilliant minds in them garages. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> they get paid really well to try right. and bend the rules. Right. And they're going to find a way. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I mean, it might be on the way out for the gen car, but they'll find a way. Yeah, I think if you're looking at it from the NASCAR side, and it's like you said, from the team side, you're going to keep continuing to try. I mean, these, 
I think a $100,000 fine here and there is not going to deter these teams. Um, a crew chief suspension is obviously no big deal, as we've seen with, with Larson and, and Byron so far this year. I mean, they suspended their crew chiefs, and they just kept on winning. So that's not a big deal. Um, now, the driver points, owner points, that's that's going to hurt. Yeah. But they can still overcome that. Um, I think if you're NASCAR, the only way you're going to get these teams to stop, absolutely stop doing it, is if you, it's, well, it, it and I, when I say suspensions, I mean, they're going to have to go a step further. They're going to have to park a car. That's what and, I'm getting at. They're going to have to take away your chances at running for a championship. Yeah. They're going to have to park a car. And I don't mean suspend the driver, suspend the crew chief, but, you know, let me pull, you know, whoever up from the. Xfinity series to run my car this weekend because my driver's suspended. Park the car. Yeah. The car's staying on the truck this week, boys. Mm-hmm. If the car's not running, you're not going to make any money on right. that car. We'll take your entry fee. We got it. Yeah. You and know? that's and that's kind of it. That's in my mind. That's what has to happen for NASCAR to get through to these teams. Don't touch it. Now I'm I'm I've raced before, and and I've followed this sport for many. I'm, pretty much all my life I'm on the side of the teams where you're always going to be looking for that creative advantage you're going to be looking for that gray area of the rules but if if you're running for this sanctioning body that says we provided you the car and you're under strict orders don't touch this these parts of the car you know there's still so much that you can touch right. you have there's to so much too. stuff that you can alter but when it comes to the car, this amount of it you cannot touch, and these teams are still doing it. That's when you have to say, okay, Enough's park enough. it. Park it. You're you're staying in. We're gonna prove the point. You know, it becomes a pissing contest. Well, I think, but they don't have to stop trying to find them tiny advantages either. No, I think they need to. As we just said, there's some brilliant minds in them garages. I think what they need to do is say, hey, guys, pull, you know, I want my team to come to me and say, hey, we've got this idea. I think if we can do this and we can get away with it, we can start winning some races. And I'm going to say, all right, well, you got laid out. Now, you're going to have to sell me on this over the next two or three weeks. You know what I'm saying? Or however long it takes you to convince me that it's going to make my car better and we're not going to get busted. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We'll mm-hmm. work on it over the next month in the garage and in, in the meetings and we'll discuss it. We'll, we'll brainstorm, get this stuff right. I'm not going to try it. Week one, get busted. Week two, get busted again. Week three, get busted again. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to say, right. figure it out and then we'll try it. But it better be at the point to where we can't get it any better when I put it on the car. Yeah. Period. I agree with that. Put the time in. Put the work in. Let's get it on the car. See let's how see what happens. Right. And, yeah, and that that's always going to be there. And I hope it is because... That's part of the sport. That's part of the sport. But at the same time, you know, and, and like I said, it's it, you have to look at it from a team's perspective. And then you also have to look at it from NASCAR's perspective. 
Um, the teams are always going to keep trying this. So do we want to talk about penalties and fines and suspensions every week? Well, at the rate we're going, we're going to be. Because they've set such a strict standard on this car that the teams are going to keep doing it. You have to. Yep. You have to. But at the same time, NASCAR, I'm sure they're getting tired of penalizing these teams. I mean, maybe. Nobody likes they're getting being the bad money. guy. They're getting money out right, of it every but nobody time. Nobody likes being the bad guy. Right. You know, NASCAR's trying to do the right thing, and this is what the fans want. But yet these teams just continue to bend. They're trying to bend the rules without breaking the rules. And, right. and I get that. And you're going to have it. And I hope they keep, I hope they keep doing it. But um, at the same time, if NASCAR is really that serious about it, you're going to have to park a car. You park one, I guarantee you the rest of that garage is going to take note. Yeah. And I, I'm one of them that, you know, I'm in line with how you've been fined three times this year. One was for causing a wreck. One was for illegal use of a hood louver. One was for, you know. Anything. Uh, anything. anything. Yeah. Three penalties, whether monetary points, whatever, you're parked. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that that could be the thing too that they you need know, to go to like, third strike. You're out. You know, just like school, you get kicked out of school three times, you're expelled for ten days. Yeah. You know, I mean, <clears throat> you know, or or maybe supposedly maybe. I mean, and here's me. here's what I think. Maybe because these cars get inspected two or three times before they ever hit the track, right? So you see that they've got something going on there that's wrong. Let them race the car. They think they're getting away with something. Then right after that green flag gets dropped, you got the Japanese inspection. And I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Days of Thunder, but uh, Japanese inspection. Pull that car in, tear it down. Then after a couple hundred laps, you put it back together. If they can get it back together, they can get back on that track. But you're also letting them know that, hey, we've seen it. We're not going to let you race today. Yep. But uh, it just cost gonna, you a lot of money. It just cost you a lot of money. You showed up for the fans. You know they got to see that driver out there for about three laps, and uh, and then NASCAR is gonna prove their point. But uh, I'm I'm more in favor of just parking the car for a week, depending on how severe the the penalty is or what they've tried to um, alter. You know, but uh, you know, and 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 for me. They say it's for the, keeping the cost down, but I don't know. I don't know. We can't I had a predict thought there, and it. I, we can't, we can't, it's for We can't show. predict it. You know, we can't predict it, but I think we'll have a lot more answers by the end of this season. Yeah. You know, because I'm, I'm proud, and I'm happy to see NASCAR doing what they're doing. Yeah. But on the same note, I'm happy and proud to see what the teams are doing in response to that. You know, I mean, right. to me, I'm loving it. Mm-hmm. So... Just keep doing what you're doing, NASCAR. Yeah. We'll yeah. see how it, it turns and, out. And with, with the colleague thing, it, it really made me happy to see that NASCAR is stepping in to say, hey, we're going to keep this fair right. for everybody. You know, So I like No that. matter if you're a one-driver team or a four-driver team or if you're a million-dollar team or a billion-dollar team. You're scrapping pennies. You know what you know? I mean? It's, uh, it's good. It's all good. So, yeah. But, yeah, coming up, we got Talladega. It's, uh, it's always exciting. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's it's fun to talk about. It's even more fun to watch, but you can't you can't predict. 
no. what what this race is going to be. You can't predict who's going to win. You can't predict who's going to be in the top ten. You nope. Know, so it's it's like I tell new people they're like, who do you think is going to win? And you know, and we're at Daytona or Talladega. Whoever like it's it, just you flip whoever, a coin. Yeah. Whoever makes it to the end. Just pick somebody you know? <laughs> and hope for the best is really all you can do. Yeah. But uh, hopefully we have a good race. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing the big one. I would just hope my driver isn't in it. Right. You know, but, I mean, uh, we, we all know we're going to. Yeah. You know? I mean, it just takes a, you know, five-mile-an-hour breeze to come through there when them guys are on that bank. You know, I mean, this is 2.66 miles of busting ass. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's I mean, it's chaos everywhere. Yeah. Controlled sure. chaos for the most part. Yeah. And how it takes is one little bit. Yeah. It's uncontrolled. Cutting jackhammer a needle up my ass going around that track. I guarantee it. It just wouldn't work. But I mean, props to the props to them guys out there doing it. I know it's I know they're I know they're badasses and like to be known as badasses. But it don't matter who you are when you're in that seat. It's got to be nervous. It's got to be nerve wracking, intimidating, stressful. These these guys got families the same as we do. I mean, just the slip of a hand. Yeah. You gone. This is how you make your living at 200 miles an hour, two inches apart, two inches all around your car, and things can get hairy real quick. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree. Um, props to the guys out there doing it. They're amazing. They're going to put They're gonna put on a good show. That's a guarantee. Yep. So, and we'll see, what, we'll see what happens, and we'll be back next week to talk about Talladega and what happened. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a lot to talk about. Oh, I'm sure we will. It's, oh, it's yeah. Dega. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we're going to get into our league standings now, um, and this is we're recording this on Wednesday, Wednesday afternoon, six o'clock. So there's still time to get your picks in. So I'm locked in. <clears throat> I've already picked my driver. I'm not changing it. I know you've picked your driver. Yes, You're sir. not changing it. Um, and I went with Brad Keselowski. Um, I haven't. I don't think I used him at all last year, just because. Moving over to this new team with the RFK, and they got off to a rough start last year. Yeah, they did. You know, they started messing with the car. NASCAR slapped their hand. They never really could recover from that. Um, I think they're on the better side of things now. They've kind of they're putting their best foot forward, basically. Well, Brad and, they're, Brad they're and Busher, good. Brad and Busher together. You know, whatever whatever Kozlowski took to Roush. Which was his experience mm-hmm. and a lot of knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, Brad's a very intelligent person. Um, whatever he took over there was very valuable because they've came a long way from the year before Brad joined the team to where they are now. Yeah. Because, I mean, it almost seemed like Rouse was going away. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? In all honesty. Yeah. I almost felt like that. I hate to see a a a team with that much history in the sport fade away but it almost seemed like they were yeah and you know they they brought keselowski into the picture and yeah that just like you said that first year was a little rough for them but here we are at year two mm-hmm. and busher and brad are both killing it yeah I mean, they're, they're doing very good. impressive they haven't well busher won the one race where, where was it that he won at bristol yeah he won bristol last year yeah, yeah the fall race um so yeah, he's doing he's doing pretty good, and 
Brad hasn't won one yet, but he's he's knocking on the door. He's He's been right there a few times. Very impressive. And I think it's just a matter of time before he gets that win. But once he does, watch out. Yeah. Because he's, he's not just going to open the door. He's going to kick that bitch in and just keep on rolling. Um, so I picked him this week. Uh, hopefully, hopefully he can dodge that, that big one and uh, maybe get a good finish out of that. I, t- I took Blighty, another Ford. Mm-hmm. You know, i got to roll with my Ford boys. I mean, if, it, if you go with Ford at any track. Well, that's a little <laughs> much for me. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but, you but know, you I know, understand I mean, where you will. One, one thing that I, I like about Talladega, and I've never heard anybody say it, and I mean, I've never heard a team, I've never heard a team owner, I've never heard a driver, never heard anybody say it, even a fan, is I think there's strategy into qualifying at Talladega. Okay, I, I'm I, listening. I feel like I see this as many years as I've been watching Talladega, or, I mean NASCAR in general, but you keep an eye on Talladega. I mean, it's one of my top three favorite races. Mm-hmm. Top two. But, I mean, I've seen some of these guys that I know run up front of Talladega every year. I mean... 10 laps in, they go from 24th to 2nd. Mm-hmm. Some of them go from 12th to 30th. You know what I'm saying? But I think just a lot of the things I picked up on it, I can't really explain it, but I feel like there is strategy in the way these teams qualify. I think they say. I think they, I mean, do you want to qualify up front? Yeah, of course you do. You want to be number one. Right. But I don't really want to be number four through 15, you know what I'm saying? Because that's, a lot of times, that's where the, the big one generates from, mm-hmm. you know? Do I want to qualify at the end? Do I want to be back here in 35th because I'll have time to dodge the big one? Well, yeah, and I was going to ask you that. Do you, it When it comes to strategy at Talladega, or even Daytona, do you want to ride in the back or do you want to ride in the front? But I'm I'm specifically talking about qualification. Right, I get what you, I get what you're talking now, about. I, you'll you'll see Danny Hamlin and them boys at Daytona and Talladega go straight to the back. You'll see them drop off back there. Just, what would you do if you're in that car? If I'm not in first or second, I'm gonna cruise. I'm gonna I'm gonna ride back there. I'm gonna sit back there in thirtieth. 30 days, yeah. somewhere back there, you know what I mean? I don't want to I don't want to be back there so far I lose the pack. Right. But I'm going to give myself enough time to let my spotter say go high or go low. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I, I I like to think that that's what I would do. Right in the back. Right. I don't know if me personally, I don't know if I'd have the patience for that I mean, in the car. Are, are we on lap? Right. 60 are we on, or are we on lap? Three to go. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. That's going to have a lot to do with it. So, but, uh, obviously you want to run up there in the top five all the time. Yeah. Hands down. No matter if it's lap one or lap 199. You yeah. Know? So, I'm, I'm, I'm that guy that there, if the big one hasn't happened and we're halfway through the race, yeah, my, it, I mean, tires get wore out and everything else. I'm going to, I'm going to sit back here, boys. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to go up to that third line, the slow line, up, down, wherever the slow groove is at. 
and I'm going to get sucked to the back for a little bit mm-hmm. and let that big one happen. Yeah. You know, catch you guys after the caution. Right. You know what I mean? I'll just cruise on by, see who all was in it, and keep on driving. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Because that's just it. When that big one happens, and anybody that's watched this race more than once can pick up on this, but when that big one happens, that big one, and it's not... It's not the big one because of the speeds they're going. It's the big one because of how wide the track is, how how high the banks are. You know, it's when that when you've got a spotter in your ear, you can't turn your head left or right in them seats. Right. You know, you you can only look forward. And when you got twenty cars in front of you spinning, and that spotter's going, go low, go low, go low. As soon as those words leave his mouth, you need to be high. You know what I'm saying? Because them cars are spinning in front of you so fast, you can't predict where they're going to go. Right. You know, I mean, some cars get hit and get thrown into you. Mm-hmm. There's, Your hands are tied, so I want to give my spotters as much time as possible to be able to tell me what to do. True. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I just wanted to ask that real quick. I just, I, I thought of it and I was like, what, what would you do if you're in the car? And I, I, I know what I think I would do. I don't know if I actually would. And but. and those drivers out there, they probably have preferences. You know, I mean. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Chase they do. Elliott and Kyle Larson probably opposite ends of the field on that. You know, mm-hmm. Danny Hamlin and Kyle Busch probably feel two different ways about that. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just however they're comfortable in yeah. a very uncomfortable situation. Right. So, so this league. And for anybody out there that's not in this league, you can see what we're talking about at ridingthewall.com. We've got the standings updated. And you can join next season. Yeah, and you're gonna, yeah, we're gonna give you the option to join next season if you'd like to. Uh, we haven't talked a whole lot about that yet, but we're we're gonna get there. But these standings, as we say every week, Hunter is at the top, and now I've never met Hunter. I'm sure he's a good guy. You said he's a yeah, UFL fan, so he's got to be a good guy. He's a pretty decent guy. Yeah, but he's at the lead, and he's had this lead for Being at season. least a month <laughs> now. So, and he's just he's just gapping everybody. I mean, Thirty-one points ahead of second place. That's that's crazy. I'm getting tired of seeing Hunter at the top. Hunter, just if you're listening, you're not going to win this thing. I'm just going to throw that out there now. I'm making my bold prediction for the year. Hunter is not winning. So you're not concerned about beating the 24 other people? No. You're just concerned about beating Hunter I'm, now. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, it's right. Hunter is going down. It might take me to the very last week of the season, but I plan on passing Hunter. Only, you only got to lead one, rap, one lap, right? Yep. That's that's the way I'm looking at it. Um, Nano HR has told me he's going to take Hunter down before that. Yeah, he's in fifth right now. Yeah, he's he's climbing. He moved up three spots. He did pretty good. So, HR Scotty, he's he's got Hunter in his sights. He don't look in the rear view very much. I know that. Um, but and, he, he is just two points ahead of Tony. I mean, so he's got Tony. Yeah, Tony, HR, Tony riding his ass right now. Yeah, HR is right there in the sandwich. He's got Jerry. He's only three points behind Jerry. Two points above Tony. So, it could get interesting. Talladega is the track that's going to shake this whole thing up. Oh, you, yeah. You're putting the dice in the cup and just throwing them out there and see well, where they land. And that's why I'm hoping to see, you know, we got 26 people in this group here. 
I'm ho- I'd love to see 26 different drivers taken. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah, that would you know be awesome. <laughs> that, that makes it real interesting. Yeah, you almost want to draw numbers for this race. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, nobody could pick the same driver. Meet up. We're taking this. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And that would be just awesome because, I mean, that's really, realistically, that's what your chances are. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, that's, that's what it is. So... That'd make it pretty fun, and maybe one, maybe one year we'll do that. If we we can, might have to do that one year. You know, just go ahead and reserve it. Tell them at the start of the year, Talladega. We're just gonna draw names. Yep. Um, I do have to give a shout out to Earl. Or hold on, let's let's Sonya. just. Sonia. I got to give a shout out to Sonia, because Sonia is keeping Earl in line. Well, not only is she keeping him in line, because Earl's crazy. He's a wild man, right? I know you've I've never, never met, met him. No. I know you've never met Earl. I've known Earl for a long time. He's always been crazy. The way so you talk about special... Sonya and Earl is like Sonya's Jeff Dunham and Earl's uh, Peanut. You know, yeah, she's staying there, you know. Yeah, that's basically <laughs> what it is. Sonya has got to be a gem to put up with Earl for as long as she has. Because <laughs> wait till you meet Earl. You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna like Earl. He's 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 a special individual. And uh, Sonya has to be even more special of an individual to put up with him. But she is keeping him in line. And she she picked Larson to win at Martinsville. And he did. Well, so, you know what I like about Earl is he admits that. Oh, yeah. You know I'll tell I mean? you real quick. Yeah. My wife picked it. It wasn't me. Right. <laughs> Usually if Earl's falling down, he picked it. And if he's going up, he she picked it. Right. But she got him up five I'd spots. Like, you know what I'd like to see? I'd like to see Sonya get in the league. I would love to see and Sonya And I'd like to see Sonya... And Earl manage their picks like you and Jess do. You know, you and Jess are in the league together, but you guys don't discuss picks. No, we you do guys not. do not. I will share. not talk about my pick to her before right. she she turns it in. She has to turn her pick in before we discuss it. Right, and and that's cool. You know, I like that. Yeah, you got to have that competitiveness in the relationship as well. Well, but, it hasn't gotten us anywhere because we're tied right now. <laughs> well, I mean, just. Yeah, I mean, how many years you guys been together? I mean, you're going to pick the same driver, same driver sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, from time to time it's going to happen. Um, but I pick Byron, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, anytime I pick Byron or Bowman, and me and Earl's talked about this because it happens the yeah. same thing for him. If I pick Byron or Bowman, I'm going to finish in the back. Thanks a lot, William Byron. You screwed me again. Well, again. why didn't you take him to Talladega? I mean, well, if your I, chances are... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'd do. I mean, but uh, on the same note... I, I, I try to use Talladega and Daytona as them guys that I don't never pick. You know, it saves me a good pick, and, I, and I'm and i still, for whatever reason, I don't know. I'm still looking at Byron and Bowman as a good pick. I don't know why, because I've never had good luck out of them. And H.R. Scotty, he just laughs at me because he gets wins with them. Right, he does. He gets wins with them, and I, I get... You see what happens to him when he picks Bell too. <laughs> I mean, he takes he takes Christopher Bell and he gets punted off the track. You know, I mean, yeah. he's still mad about that. Oh yeah, but I, I don't blame him. Well, you know, that's good for him. Yeah, good it happens. Him. Keeps to the, the blood circulating nice and uh, you know it keeps the blood circulating. Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, you've got to have that reminder every once in a while that nobody's invincible. You need that good kick to the nuts. Yep. Yeah. Um, which that's coming for Hunter. He's never had that yet. No, he hasn't. I remember last year he got a 19 and he thought he was falling apart. I mean... I w- sometimes I wish I could get a 19, <laughs> you know. There were, I think, two or three times last year where I've got over 100 points in three races. So I was like, Jesus. Yeah. But, 
You know, I mean, we we had the biggest mover was Earl or Sonya, Sonya at plus five. The other big mover was uh, Chris (laughs) down four. Yeah, he. (laughs) You didn't specify which way. (laughs) Jeff moved down five. Oh yeah, Jeff. He went from uh, fourth to ninth. So old Louie Turd went down four. Yeah. but, you know, that's what makes it interesting. I think we're going to see these numbers are going to look a lot different Sunday Next week. Night. Oh, yeah. Talladega is definitely one that's going to just throw a knot in everything. But I hope I hope the people listening to this enjoy Talladega as much as we do. Oh, you yeah. know what I'm saying. If, if you don't like Talladega, that's fine, too. There's just something wrong with you. Yeah. Go on Dr. Phil and talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to go ahead and give another shout-out to Lou, Mom. She, uh... She's up one spot. Now, I know up one spot's not a big deal Turtle to a lot of people. Race. But she's in moving in the right direction. Absolutely. You know, she was at the very bottom. Now she's 20th out of 26th. And I'm going to tell you guys that are in this league. She's a sleeper. You don't want to, yeah, you don't want to count Lou out because she will, If I mean, if you just ignore that, if you ignore where she's at, here in two weeks, she's going to be flirting with the top ten. Yep. I mean, she's done it before. I've seen it. So it, it can and it probably will happen. So um, I know who Jess picked. We're Me and Jess are tied at 135. Me, Jess, and Brian are in a three-way tie um, for 135. you got to watch getting in a three-way with Brian. I know. It's very I'm, dangerous. I'm, I'm serious. you got to keep I mean, your he, eye on that guy at all times. Well, I mean, he likes to make, that's his problem. He likes to make eye contact. He does. Know? And he <laughs> will weird. not break it. He will not break that eye contact. He'll smile it while is he's weird. <laughs> well, me, her, and him are in a three-way. And Jack. Um, for, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> for 15th. Um, we're one point away from Riggs. So, uh, but then after that, we got almost 20 points before we get to little D. Yeah. So, um, we might be hovering around 14th, 15th spot what, for a week or two. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and make this prediction. This is pretty bold at Talladega. I like to hear bold predictions. I'm going to go from 12th. I'm going to go from 12th to 7th. That's a 13 point difference. You watch. You think so? Well, I mean, you got a good pick to do it. Yeah, dude. Blaney ain't gonna let me down. Me and him hung out the other night. Yeah. Yeah. And did he tell you? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I mean, they don't just put that car. You know what I'm saying? They don't just put that car together for Talladega. Right. They've had this car in the garage for a minute. Mm-hmm. He's been running this car. He's freaking fast. And I'm going from twelfth to seventh. Uh oh. I think he's the odds-on favorite to win this race at at the moment. Is he? It is, yeah. Last time I seen, well, but it's still only Wednesday. I mean, so. well, I mean, hell, I mean, you came by the other night when Blaney swung over. You mm-hmm. know, we sit on the back porch drinking a few beers, and he gave me his word. He said, I'll take you five spots, minimum. Really? Yeah. That's, uh, so, that, that's bold. We're going to see if it happens. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and if it don't, then... Me and him, I have another talk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Know. That could happen, too. You never know. He knows my background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not threatening you, Ron, but... <laughs> but you better do good. But you better get me five spots, brother. Right. But so, uh, that's really all I have to talk about as far as the league. You got anything else with this league? I don't. 
I know it's it's been fun so far. It's been interesting. Nobody yeah. nobody's hit the two hundred point mark yet, so Not that's yet. a positive. Uh, yet. Paul Paul he's he's been flirting with it for about the last five races. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know. Uh, he's not in the base. He's not in the basement I, no more. So he's doing right. He's, good. He, he he was heading up the right direction. But you know, one thing I will say is, Joey in, you know, in our league, he's in twenty fifth right now. But I will say, that don't bother me. He's in twenty fifth. I like Joey. He's a good dude. But he's the big reason he's down here is because he took Johnny Davenport at Bristol Dirt, and I love that pick. Yeah, I appreciate the ballsiness that Joey oh, yeah. took right there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate that. So, you know, I mean, a lot of people can give you a hard time for being in 25th out of 26th, but he ate 33 points, I think, on I mean, on a on a good pick, you yeah. know, on a ballsy pick, and I appreciate that. I pre I, I mean, that's what makes Yeah. That's what makes it fun. Mhm. I like uh I like them picks that nobody thinks of, you exactly. know. But uh So, well, let's wrap it up. We gotta get to yeah, Brownstown. Yeah, let's wrap we it up. We're getting ready to head to Brownstown. If you want to get in this league, think about it. Hit us up at ridingthewall.com. We will uh, we'll get you in this league for next year. Absolutely, uh, and it's not expensive. It's it's no. a lot of fun. It's no. all handled, hundred percent legit, hundred percent payout. Nobody keeps anything. Right. Uh, and it's just a good time. It is. It's it's, it's more time. about the shit talking and the ball right. busting and stuff yeah. like that than it is anything. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a lot of fun. So if you want to, if you're looking to get into it, think about it. Give us a uh, get a hold of our HR, Scotty. If if you'd be interested, in it. we'll have him reply back to you. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> that could be dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, It'd be yeah. fun. Oh yeah, definitely be fun. Yeah. But uh, that's all we got for this week's show. Again. Thank you for listening. Uh, we really appreciate everybody that's out there, um, all the feedback that we've been given. Absolutely. And uh, Tell your friends and family. That's right. Tell your friends, family, everybody. Absolutely. And, Just like uh, I always we're say. Gonna, we're going to get out of here and head to Brownstown and see if Kyle Larson can win one on the short track dirt. i like to see if the Wooster Warrior shows up and challenges him face-to-face. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. But... Uh, We'll see you guys next week. We'll talk about Dega. Look look forward to Dover after that. And uh, let's see what this week brings. See what kind of penalties we have to talk about next <laughs> week. <laughs> Hopefully none. Hopefully we just have a good race to talk about. But uh, we'll see you guys next week. And have a good week at the races, wherever you're going. Enjoy it. And we'll see you next right week. Right in the face.